Your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make it feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Post game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smith. You're listening to the Cho Show only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by TheSwampReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. Uh, first of all, I want to, you know, I hope you all had a nice, relaxing, good, safe Memorial Day weekend. Uh, but as promised, there was none over that week, so I, I, I did hold to that, which has been very rare of our occasions. But we are back. We have... A jam-packed week. If you saw my tweet on Sunday, then you would know we have four scheduled episodes this week, which is a a, a record by all accounts because normally we have at the most two, and uh, usually one of those is never really planned in advance. We actually had four four planned episodes. This is the first. I'm joined by another All-American, so that is the third time. Uh, on the history of the podcast, we've had an All-American. Uh, and then um, with Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, we'll be all about some UCL football. We're skipping Wednesday because it is game three of the NBA Finals. So I, I don't want it to get, kind of get lost in that in that shuffle. But uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my guests now. I'm joined by University, uh, I'm former University of Central Oklahoma pitcher Kyle Patterson, who uh, was recently named All-American by three different associations. Uh, Kyle, thank you for taking time to talk to me this afternoon. Uh, could you start by telling the viewers and listeners out there a, li- a little bit about yourself? Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm from Cushing, Oklahoma. Um, graduated in 2016, and it sounds like a long time ago because it is, and I uh, played two years of uh, junior college baseball at uh, NOC and Enid, and then uh, transferred over to UCO and played four years here. And uh, I was allowed to do that because I uh, suffered an injury my sophomore year at at NOC, and that took uh, a medical red shirt there. And then coming to UCO, I still wasn't fully recovered, so I took another regular red shirt. And then the following year, COVID happened. So I took another COVID red shirt and then uh, just finished up two seasons of full seasons of actually playing. So six years. Uh, now, you're the, you're the first non-football guy that, that I've talked to that has been to JUCO. So what what was your JUCO experience like? Uh, I really enjoyed junior college. Um I mean, you're in the dorms, you're kind of, it's a different experience here. Um, I've been on some close teams there and here, 
but there it's just a little bit different. You're you're living with all the guys you're playing with, so um, you're getting to experience stuff on the field with them, but also off the field. You're in their rooms, you're playing video games, kind of just doing whatever and hanging out outside of baseball more so than you would in uh, like here at UCO when multiple guys are kind of living in houses and apartments. There it's kind of like you're all together and uh, you're just all kind of hanging out. And it's, it's it was a really good experience for me. I met some really awesome guys and uh, I really enjoyed my two years there. Um, okay, so you you play your two years and, and then you come to UCO. So what was it about UCO that made you decide that that's where you wanted to um, take the next step in your career? I mean, it's just kind of like a combination of things. Um, as I kind of said earlier, I was injured at the time and the doctor I was going to was in Oklahoma City. It was like a 15-minute drive from Edmond. Uh, I had an instant click with the pitching coach at the time, uh, Todd George. Uh, he came and watched me multiple times when I was at NOC and we just, we clicked right away. And I, I still talk to him. I mean, probably weekly at least. And, uh, we had a really good connection. And, um, and then the facilities, they were, when I came on my visit, they were laying the turf down and showed me the blueprints of everything that was going to happen, the locker room and all that. So, I mean, it was just like a combination of things. And then at the end they, they win. So that's at the end of the day, that was one of the biggest things for me is I'm, I'm a competitor and I want to win. So, um, all that kind of, kind of brought me to Edmond, Oklahoma. So. Uh, and then you 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 mentioned um, you you had the injury at, at JUCO and then you registered your first year. So like, what? Talk a little bit about what that process was like, because I imagine it kind of had to be tough. You're going from you're used to playing, and then all of a sudden, for a good year, year and a half, two years, you're not you're not able to play. So like, what was that? What was that process like? Uh, yeah, it was it was different for sure. I came in and. Uh... A uh, whole new group of guys. I knew of a couple of them, but didn't really know anyone personally. And it's kind of like I've always kind of let my playing kind of prove myself, and uh, not being able to do that was difficult. It was um, so for me. I just kind of tried to do everything I could, uh, condition in the fall with the guys, uh, just trying to take on roles that normally I wouldn't have. Um, like in the spring, I kind of sat in the bullpen and uh it doesn't sound like much but I held the walkie and kind of like communicated with the pitching coach on like pitchers that were getting ready and who needed to get ready and kind of all that uh it doesn't sound like much but I got yelled at for it a couple times it was a it was an experience so but yeah just trying to do as much as I could uh with what I could do so um to try to help the team win and, and and what was the what was the the rehab process um, like for you uh, to be able to get back on the baseball diamond? Uh, it's it's a long process. So it was <clears throat> it's a twelve month typical a twelve month uh, recovery, and uh, so I was I mean almost out on the field every day. Even when we would have off days, I would have to go out there and do a certain certain. Uh, part of my throwing program whether it was 
90 feet, 120, sets of three. Um, and like I said, my connection with Todd actually was big at this time because he was he was out there kind of helping me along like the entire process. So um, he would play catch with me. He would just kind of uh, help me with different pitches when I got to that point. Uh, and just like he was big with me through like the mental part of it as well. Cause it does take a toll on someone that's like me that I played a lot at junior college and then going 12 months without, without really stepping on the field. It was, it was difficult and wanted to be in there to help the team and couldn't. So he really helped me with that and just kind of calmed me down and uh, just talked me through it. Um, but he was huge in that. And then once I reached the 12 month, it was, still I mean we had like two or three weeks left of season and uh at that point it was kind of just waiting until the the following season because we didn't want to waste a year on on playing that so I tip I had I think I counted it before I went into my first game the following spring and it was 393 days or something like that before I had since I had thrown a baseball on the field in a live game, so. Uh, and then, so during those 393 days away from actually playing, were, were you able to learn um, anything about yourself uh, or about the game that maybe you 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 hadn't learned prior to that experience? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to – I got to study some – a lot of baseball in that time. Uh, you learn a lot of things like sitting in the dugout, sitting in the bullpen that you wouldn't learn if you were getting ready to go in the game because you don't really pay attention to it. But I got to watch how a lot of guys succeed and how a lot of guys failed and kind of take that in for myself and learn from it. And I got to really watch a lot of really good pitchers during that time. Um, Dylan Hall, who was signed by the Mets, um, Spencer Vanskoy um, is also playing pro baseball. I mean, I got to watch those guys and kind of really learn from them and what worked for them and kind of try to put it in my own perspectives and um, just kind of see how I like. And then I would take those things that I learned from them and kind of in my catch play or in my bullpens, I would kind of see how that worked for me and um, if it worked, I good. I would just go along with it and try to progress it. And if not, I would just in one ear out the next and try to get rid of it. So just trying to find things that worked best for me. And then um, also learning the game of baseball because it's, it's very, it's a very mental sport. So you have to be, you have to know what you're doing when you're out there. Uh, and then you 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 just mentioned the the two two pitchers there during your time that are playing pro. Uh, what was that experience like? Uh, get playing alongside them, uh, learning from them. What 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 did that was that experience like? And and did it did they did they help you m maybe learn or approach the game in a in a way you maybe hadn't beforehand? Uh, I think uh, Dylan Hall was probably the biggest. Uh, asset to me in that in that sense um, he approached the game with like such a calmness that I really hadn't hadn't done before and I think that's something I've carried along in the past 
four years that's really helped me uh, succeed is kind of taking a calmness onto the field. And um, like before games, we would talk to him and he would just be like completely calm and not really thinking a lot. And um, that's something that I kind of learned from him to take into my own game. And now that's, that's kind of how I've always have been since then is just kind of relaxed out there and trying to keep calm and just kind of letting the game flow. So, uh, and and then following in those guys' footsteps, did did you did you feel any added pressure to continue on that success, or 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 were you kind of able to recognize that you know those are two very special guys, and that I have to you know uh, play the game my way and try to not be those guys? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a different different type of pitcher than those guys. Um, so I kind of, I've always just kind of pitched my own game uh, and do stuff uh, that helps me succeed. Um, so that's a little bit, that was, a, that's a little bit different for me. Um, but as for like following in their footsteps and added pressure, it's, that's kind of something I never really thought about. Uh, I just kind of, when I number got called, I went out there and just tried to do my best to help the team succeed and tried to get a win on that day and just focusing on one game at a time each time I went in. And um, it was, it's really easy what to do when you had the defense that I've had the last couple of years. I know we won. Um, I think it was all NCAA building percentage one year. And then the lot, the other two years that we've been really good defensively and it just makes it easy for a pitcher to go out there and attack the zone and get ground balls, get fly balls, because you know your defense is working behind you to make plays. Uh, and then when you when you finally were able to get get back on there and 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 play, what was that? What was that moment like for you when you finally checked into the game? You're in the game. You, you throw your first pitch. Wh- what were you feeling in that in that moment? Uh, it was a lot of adrenaline, a lot of nerves. Um, I remember actually very vividly my first play was a ground ball back to me. And my roommate was playing first base, Joe Mondragon. And we joke about it still to this day. But I remember getting the ball and I just threw it basically straight into the ground. And that didn't help with the nerves, um, but was able to go out there and. Uh, ultimately get a get a zero for the inning so that helped calm me down a little bit but yeah uh but other than that I mean going into the game it was it felt really good to get back in and um other than that play I was I was super excited so and and how how long did do you do you feel like it it took you from that first game to kind of get back to the level uh, where you felt like you were prior to the injury? Uh, I mean, I felt, I felt like once I was in the game, I mean, I always feel like I've, I've competed at the level where I want to be. Um, obviously I want to continue to progress each and every day and still to this day, but every time I'm out there, it's kind of a feeling like that I'm better than the hitter. Um, in a certain sense, not um, trying to be better than myself, uh, just kind of taking it 
and just with the mindset of just being better than the guy in front of you and uh, getting him out before he can score. So. Uh, and then you 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 played in 2020, which was a year that uh, some some of your other athletes on on campus weren't able to play. Talk about what that experience was like uh, playing through that you know turbulent time. Um, it was it was odd for sure. I mean, it's something I'll never forget. Um, we were having a really good season. I think we were 17 and three at the time. Um, we just finished a game at East Central, I believe, and um, we had an off day the next day. And I remember the Thunder, the Thunder's game, like they called everyone off the off the court and everything was getting canceled. And at that time, it didn't seem like much, like maybe one game was going to get canceled or whatever. And then we come to practice the next day and our head coach was on the phone like the entire practice and it was just kind of like everyone kind of knew what was happening and we just kind of had to continue practice and then at the end we kind of he broke the news to us that the season was over and it was just like like this is real like and then it, uh, at that point it was it was more than baseball it was just a, it was about our health and um staying safe so um it kind of turned into real life real quick so uh, and and so your season at that point it it ends. Then you come this year, and I, I, did you did you envision that that you would have the season that you ended up having this year, or, or did this kind of catch you off guard? Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it caught me off guard, uh, but I also wouldn't say I envisioned it. Um, I mean, I've just kind of taken each game like one at a time, uh, just go out there and each inning I throw, just try to get a zero. And then if I go out another inning, try to get another one. And it kind of like an ongoing process. Like you just try not to give up runs. And I mean, that's what everyone's trying to do at the end of the day. But it's just like, for me, it was focusing on one inning, one pitch at a time. Um, and just making that one pitch and then going to the next and making another and just kind of, um, and then, I mean, that's just kind of my mindset and how I went about it. And, uh, it helped me succeed, I believe. So now you ended up with the, make sure I have this right here. Um, right here, you, so you, you have like the lowest ERA in, in program history. So like, when, when did, when did you, were you aware that you were, close to that record um before you broke it or was it one of those where you broke the record and then you learned about it after the fact uh no i kind of i kind of knew um about halfway into the year i knew i had a really low era and my uh the record holder before actually broke it the year before and he was my roommate so he he was letting me know how close I was and all this. Uh, but no, he was, he was, uh, excited for me. And, um, it was one of those that I kind of, it kind of like carried on throughout the year. And I think I gave up half my runs in the, in the last couple of games. So, um, I kind of knew that, uh, that I had a chance to break it. I mean, um, 
but it's not something that I was necessarily focused on at the time. And, um, it's, it's cool looking back now that it's over and, but it, it wasn't something that I necessarily like would watch for and all that. I was just trying to go out there and get zeros for the team and give the team the best chance to win. Uh, and then that parlayed you into uh, becoming an All-American by three different associations. So, like, when did you when did you first learn uh, that you were named All-American, and and what what was that moment like for you? Um, so I was actually I knew I had won uh, first team All-Region, and that I would go into the All-American phase, but I didn't. I didn't know when that would all come out. And uh, so as I mentioned earlier, I'm in Pennsylvania right now and I'm playing in the uh, the draft league up here. And we were actually having a practice and I came in from practice and I had about 10 text messages and was super confused on what was going on and a couple congratulations. And then I got on social media and kind of, learned what had happened and went and looked at it. And so it was a, it was a cool experience kind of getting out of practice and looking and just kind of, uh, in that moment, just like proud of myself and then kind of moving on and just trying to continue to grow and keep progressing as a pitcher. So. Now you're, you're the, you're the, I believe you're the, you're the 22nd all American in program history. So what, what does that what does that honor that distinction mean to you? Um, it's super cool. Um, I mean, just like looking at the past guys, I know actually one All American. Uh, I think it was in 2014. He's actually from my hometown. Is one of my best friends' brother. Um, but just being like. Uh, like uh, announced with those guys or however you would say it, just kind of being in the same uh, talks with those guys is, is super cool because we have our banquets at the beginning of each year and we get to learn about some of those guys and like looking at the guys, we have probably 15 to 20 guys on the top of our locker room that had um, either been All-Americans or in the UCO Baseball Hall of Fame now. And just kind of looking up there and seeing their names and knowing that the things that they've done for this school have kind of meant a lot. And um, for me to be able to do that is is super cool. And uh, I just, I mean, I hope that that ERA doesn't stand for long. I hope someone breaks it next year. But um, yeah, being being uh, mentioned with those guys is, is something super special to me. And um, I was glad I was able to do it at UCO because I know UCO means so much to me. Uh, and, and you mentioned now you're you're you're, you're playing in a, in a draft league up there. So what what has that experience uh, been like for you so far? Uh, it's, it's been it's been cool um, coming up here. I've never actually never really traveled for baseball and kind of been away for so long. And I'll be here until at least. Uh, middle of July, um, but getting up here and kind of meeting some of the guys, um, it's been really cool just meeting guys from all over the country that that have succeeded the way I have and um, learning from them and just getting to know them as people has been cool. And then um, getting to play at some 
cool ballparks. Uh, I'm in Williamsport right now, and actually got to go see the Little League World Series fields, and that was something to co- something cool to do, and just getting to experience some different things that I normally wouldn't if I if I didn't have this opportunity. So I'm super grateful, and um, just trying to make the most out of it. Um, what has been the the favorite part for you so far of being up here? Yes, sir. Um. I think just just pitching again. Um, I had went probably three to four weeks without without throwing live in a game, and I've thrown twice up here now. And just getting back in the game and um, throwing in front of quite a few fans, is, it's been a good experience and kind of um, just been fun. Just been fun for me to do again. Uh, now, earlier you mentioned all the red shirts that you have. So uh, you're probably one of the very few guys that could say is an experienced red shirt. That so, like, what, what, what was the? I don't know. Yeah. So, what was the the hardest part of all those red shirt years? Because you know, most guys only get one, two at the most. You had <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a few. So, <laughs> what yeah. was the what was the hardest part of taking all those red shirts? Uh, I mean, I think the hardest part for me was just not being on the field. Um, I know my medical red shirt, I, by sophomore season at NOC, uh, I got hurt like right in the halfway point of the season. And then our team ended up making the uh, junior college world series and not being able to play in that. Um, and then coming to UCO and, making the regional finals my first year here and not being able to play in something like that. And then obviously the next year was the COVID year. Um, and just like playing half a year and then being done again, like the on and off. And I just wanted to play baseball again and play a full season. And um, finally got to do that the, the following two years and hope to continue doing so. So, like mentally, how did you, how did you stay in a good place? Because I felt like it could get easy after all those things you missed, and and, and just you know watching others play, and, and and you're not able to. How were you kind of able to stay in a in a in a good mindset uh, to to push through that so you could get back on the field? I mean, just good teammates and good coaches uh, that always kind of believed in me, even when. I hadn't thrown in multiple years or whatever it was. And um, they kind of always, always uh, kept me in a good space and talking with them about it. And um, I mean, it was, it was easy to do when I had good teammates, good friends and uh, good coaches to kind of keep you there. And I just love the game of baseball too. So being at the games, even though I wasn't playing was, was always fun for me. And, getting to do the most I could, like being in the bullpen or cheering on the guys. Like I had a great time doing that, but at the end of the day, I wanted to be on the field. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to be doing that recently, but, but yeah, like I, I just love the game of baseball and love the guys that have played around. So they, they made it a lot easier for me. Okay. Um, and and during your time away from the field, did, did did you did you develop a new appreciation for the game that that you didn't have before, or did it do, or was it the same? 
Um, I think at first it was, I was appreciating a lot more like, um, not maybe not the running and conditioning and all that. <laughs> that was that was still a little old, but um, <laughs> definitely like getting back on the mound and the first time back and um, that next year, whatever it was, is just kind of like appreciating being out there and kind of. I mean that. I mean it can be taken away from you. I mean in the blink of an eye. I know it was for me when I uh, injured my elbow. It was kind of unforeseen and uh just kind of happened right away so just kind of knowing that makes me uh, take a different approach to the ballpark each day and um just have fun with it because it's it's a game and you're not always going to be able to play it so you might as well enjoy it while you can i i guess my 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 final baseball question would be looking back from where your college career started at NOC to where it ended as an All-American. Did you envision uh, your career going this way? And do you have any regrets about your collegiate career? Um, I don't necessarily think any of my college career was was envisioned. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a wild ride. I know, like, my freshman year, I had a decent year, and sophomore year, I was uh, really pitching it well before getting hurt, and then going to UCO and sitting multiple years. Um, then last year, I had a decent year. I know the the beginning of the year wasn't my best start, and um, then kind of getting back into a groove, and then taking that into this year is just. Um, I mean, it's it's not at all what I envisioned, but I definitely don't have any regrets. I've met some awesome people along the way, awesome teammates, awesome coaches. Um, so it's it's been a wild experience, but it's been one I'm super grateful for and wouldn't change anything for it. So. Oh, well, before I get you out here, I, I, I do this with uh, all the new guests, kind of get to know you questions. So um, favorite sports team? Uh, the Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, okay. Now, who who are you hoping? Because they they have quite a few picks in the draft here next month. So, who are you who are you hoping that they take at number two? I don't know. I mean, I know Presty Presty does his thing, and I got full faith in him to to make the right choice. But we'll see. Whatever he does, I know he believes the best of the team. So, as long as we can start winning again. Okay. Uh your 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 favorite Thunder player? Uh Russell West well like currently or uh, both, all current time. and all, all time. So be Westbrook all time and then probably Giddy right now. Josh Giddy. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's nice. He, he's nice. He's, yeah. he's nice. Um okay, see so your uh your 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 favorite hobby outside of baseball. Golfing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Um. Hmm. So, uh, how how often I guess are, are you are you able to get out there and golf? Uh. So actually, I don't think I played at all during this last season. I went a couple times, probably 
once a week in the summers typically. I haven't played since I've been up here, but um, we've got complimentary golf, so I'm going to have to try it out soon. Let's <laughs> uh, see, Kay, your, your, your favorite musical artist? Uh, that's a tough one. Musical artist. I'll have to give a shout out to my old roommate, Braden Nelson, and say the uh, Turnpike Troubadours. Okay. Okay. Um, you have a, you have a favorite song by them? Uh, no, they're everything they sing is good. So. Okay. Okay. See you, your 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 favorite TV show. TV show. Probably be Impractical Jokers. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see here. You have a favorite movie? Remember the Titans. Kind of classic. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Classic. Okay. Uh, let's yeah. see. Do you, are you a, are you a gamer at all? Do you, do you, do you play video games or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what, what's your go-to game? Uh, lately it's been MLB the show, but I could run some Fortnite too. Fortnite. Okay. So. It's been a while, uh, but. So I'm guessing then you're a you're a PlayStation guy. Yep, PlayStation. Yeah. Good yeah. guess. Good guess. <laughs> Just because I, I I remember that the MLB the show. I think I know it used to be only on PlayStation. I don't know if it still is only on PlayStation. It's actually on both now. But yeah. Oh, it is. I'm, okay. I'm still a PlayStation guy. That's actually Good. I used to have Xbox and switched over because of that game, and then they <laughs> brought it out on both. So. Oh, uh, let's see. Okay, your your favorite food. Um, chicken Alfredo. Okay, okay, okay. Um, hmm, so do you have any uh, pregame root, root, uh, routines or rituals that you normally do? Um, not, not that I've kept since I've been up here. Um, me and uh, another pitcher that was at UCO, Jacob Bailey. We would always go get, this wasn't an every game thing, but it was like on Friday night of a weekend series, we'd all go get Panda Express and we'd get those uh, those energy teas from the herbal places. We'd always get one of those and then Panda Express. And that was our, that was our go-to before games on, before a weekend series pretty much. But yeah. up here, up here I really don't, really haven't developed one yet. But we're working on it, so just trying to find, try to find something that works. <laughs> okay, now as a, as a, as a fellow Panda Express lover, because it, it's pretty good food. What, what, so what, like, what is your, what is your go-to order? Oh, I only have one order, and it's fried rice and orange chicken. Okay, it's simple but effective. <laughs> I <Yep>. like that. <laughs> simple but effective. Um, let's see. Okay, I, I guess. My final question would be: Do you do you have um, any any parting words for um, any of Bronco Nation that, that might be listening to this about uh, your career and and the support and um, experience being a, a, a not only a UCO uh, Bronco pitcher but just a, a, a UCO Bronco in general? Uh, I. I mean, I just want to say it was probably one of the best, I mean, four years of my life. Uh, 
They've got some awesome staff there, awesome administration. Uh, and it would, I mean, the coaches along with the administration up top, Chris Brannick, he was always great to me and had a good connection with him. I don't know if it was I, I was there for so long, but kind of <laughs> felt close to uh, kind of everyone there. And that's just kind of the, the people they are. And um, they do the most for the players and just try to, try to see success in all sports and um but it was it was a great time for me and i'm definitely glad i ended up in edmund at uco so well carla i, I appreciate you um taking time this afternoon to come on and talk i i am uh, wishing you the best of luck up there in in the uh, pennsylvania in the draft league hopefully you know it, it it goes well for you and uh open some more doors for you but uh you, you know you're, you're more than w- uh welcome to come back on at uh, any time and I'm sure I speak for Bronco Nation in general that you know we're we're all behind you we're all pulling for you and, and we, we we know you'll uh, you'll do some some pretty big things up there yeah thank you for having me and it was an awesome experience and glad I got to come on today well thank you Kyler so again I want to thank Kyler for coming on I I, I re- really really had a, a really good story that I, I was not aware of I didn't know about the man's injury woes like that. I was not able to keep up with the baseball program as much as I probably should have because uh, Coach Martin over there uh, and, and and those those guys uh, re- really do a, a very good job. So I'm wishing Kyler the best of luck there. Uh, hopefully that, that camp goes well for him and uh, opens up some more, some more doors there. But like I said, we're going to try this upcoming season get more on the softball and the baseball front at a minimum uh, and 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 obviously some basketball there uh as as well so um like i said be on the lookout tomorrow we will have an episode out tomorrow and then we will have a couple of coaches on planned to be on thursday friday because i have mentioned earlier that i was gonna try to bang out as many coach episodes as possible I'm going to start that this this week. I'm trying to get in contact with a couple of more uh, here in the coming days. I want to I want to try to get those get those done as soon as possible uh, because again we will have an update here and I will explain why in the coming weeks. Uh, but I'm very excited there to give you guys an update on what's been happening. So. Uh, until tomorrow, my name is Jonathan Goto, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.